Today I'm talking with Bob Garner from Casa del Fiecci in Italy. He's been on the show before and he is a powerful advocate of going green. And today we're going to talk about sustainability efforts in this industry. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, super excited to be back with you once again. Today, in this sunny, sunny day in Gulf Shores, Alabama, I am talking to Bob Garner from Casa del Fiechi. I think I pronounced that right, Bob, but we will cover that off when we chat. And we're talking about sustainability and how you can help to make your property, your company and your vacation rental event greener. The reason for this is that I got an email from Bob a couple of weeks ago talking about a new initiative that he has launched called Green VR Events. And with this, he's approaching all the organisers of conferences, workshops and events across, certainly across Europe and across um, North America, and asking them to go greener and has produced a 25-step playbook to give some ideas. And I was intrigued by this because as I went through the playbook, I noticed areas that we could certainly have done better with when we did our vacation rental success conferences, our summits, the Vacation Rental Success Summits. For those of you who don't know what they are, we held them in 2016, 2017, 2018, and they were greatly successful. And if we get enough interest, we may relaunch these, you know, when we get into sort of, let's say, 2024. Hopefully the world is is back to some semblance of stability by then, fingers crossed, and etc. However, I noticed as I was reading through this, I noticed that there were so many areas that we fell down. We certainly didn't give sustainability a single thought. And I hesitate to say that, but we didn't. It, it just didn't really cross our radar in those years when we were putting together our conferences. And I love some of the ideas that have come out of this playbook and thinking that they are so easily transferable to single property owners and to property managers as well some of the things that we can do to make a difference, even if it's such a small difference. I was reminded of this last week when my well, I got a, a WhatsApp message from my son in Berlin. Uh, he and his family have lived in centre of Berlin for the last uh, five or six years. And there were some photographs taken of him and his family around the Brandenburg Gate at the huge demonstrations that took place there last week. And... He just accompanied it by a message saying that it didn't seem at the time that they were doing much, just holding a placard, taking their family to the Brandenburg Gate, joining this massive demonstration and holding up a placard. And then there was an emoji of a muscled arm and just saying, you know, if we all did this, 
the world would be a better place. And I, I love that message. Of course, fearful for my family that's in Europe, fearful for or concerned about everybody that is in Europe facing what, what Richard said in his message. He said, never thought that in our lifetimes that we would see another war come to Europe. So anyway, that, that sort of gave me the thought that if we can do one tiny thing to make our places greener and more sustainable, then it will add to the overall impact. So here we are, this great chat with Bob Garner from Casa del Fiatchi. See, I've said it again, and I've probably said it wrong, but I'm sure he's going to correct me when we get into this interview. So without further ado, let's move on over there. So I am so excited to have back with me Bob Garner, and I'm not going to try and pronounce this again because I did twice in the introduction and I know now that I got it a little bit wrong. So, Bob, welcome. Tell me where you're from. Great to, have, to be back again, Heather. I'm really pleased to be on your podcast. So I'm Bob Garner and I'm from Casal dei Fichi in Le Marche, Italy. I didn't do so bad, actually. I shall have to rewind and see what I said, but <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that off. But thank you very much. And and we have chatted before, Bob. Um, we've chatted on the podcast. We've met in person, usually at uh, Antonio's events because that's where I can get to uh, in in Europe. And and it's an absolute pleasure to have you back with us again. Now, the reason I wanted to do this episode and talk to Bob, because he sent me an email about a new initiative called Green V VR Events. I was going to say RV Events because I'm living in an RV and I keep getting the two <laughs> mixed up. But Green VR Events, which is about going greener in conferences and events and it was it was quite an inspirational email. I get lots of emails. There's very few that I go, oh, this is going to make a good podcast episode. So, <laughs> uh, so here we are. We're going to hear all about this. We're going to hear all about. I hope we're going to hear all about what uh, wh- where this came from, Bob. I think, and that that's what the first question I'm going to ask you. And then you know how we can how we can support this not only in our own businesses but in the you know at the conferences that we go to. So, so let's get started. You know, just just give us a little bit of background on why you're in Italy and how long you've been there, and what's inspired this initiative. Yeah, sure. Thanks again for inviting me. So, I've been in Italy for 17 years now. I moved with my partner from London. We bought an old farmhouse, as I think I spoke about on the last podcast, and renovated it and converted it into six sustainable apartments, environmentally sustainable apartments. And we've been doing this for a number of years now, and it's worked really well. We have a fabulous time. We enjoy hosting our guests. It seems to work for them because they come back and back. And over the years, we've built up our knowledge, our experience, um, and our appetite for environmentally friendly hosting. And we've learned a lot on the way. We've made mistakes. And I don't claim to be an expert, but I've been steeped in it for a number of years now. And it's been fabulous to to be sustainable and also to talk to our guests about sustainability, not to nag them or to, uh, or to persuade them in a, in a progressive or horrible way, but to try and talk to them about what they could do, what they've learned during their stay with us and what they could take back with them and integrate and incorporate into their daily lives. 
And that's been fabulous. And there's nothing better than when you get an email once they've got home and they tell you, ah, thank you. We've just picked up on uh, who gives a crap toilet paper or we've got rid of single use plastic in our home or we've developed an organic garden, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's always a real buzz for me because it means what we have done has been of some use and they've learned from it and they've taken something back. So that, that, that's been great. But then a few years ago, I got to the sense of thinking, well, that's not really enough. We're only touching on the lives of a, a few hundred people a year. And I'd like to go deeper and I'd like to go fur- further. And so what I've been doing for the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years is trying to talk about sustainability in the vacation rental world and persuade my peers, my colleagues, the people in our industry to do the same. And not to criticize them or to nag them, but to gently give them the information that they need and encourage them to take some steps that we've taken along the way. And so I've been podcasting and blogging and being interviewed on this and probably boring everybody to death ad infinitum on this topic. But I think it's really important. I think it's really crucial that we all get involved and we we play our part, however small that part can be. And so that's what I've been doing. Then moved on to being a volunteer outreach coordinator for Tourism Declares. Tourism Declares is an organization that's coordinating all of tourism around the world, not just vacation rentals, to try to build an alliance, build some sustainability in every part of tourism. Because if we think about it, tourism accounts for 8% of global greenhouse gases. So it's a huge, huge number. So if we're going to reach the targets that most people have heard about, about keeping global warming below 1.5 degrees by 2050, then tourism has a role to play. It can't all just be left to uh, governments and to big institutions. Um, And so I've been working with that too. And then moving on to, to answer your question directly, I then got to thinking about what would one of the biggest levers be in our movement, in our industry. And it occurred to me that the conference and event um, area was really crucial. And I know you've got a great deal of experience of this, Heather, because you attended many, you've spoken at many, and you've run several yourselves. And so uh, I think events have got a crucial role to play in in creating some leadership in our sector, uh, creating some focus in our sector, and directing people to some of the issues coming up that are going to be crucially important. So I thought if I can involve events and involve conferences to play their part, however that might be, that might be a great catalyst for involving other parts of our community. So it's early days, but I'm I'm hopeful we can make some progress. I I love this. I love this initiative. And, and, you know, as you just mentioned, we ran three conferences, 2016, 2017, 2018. And and I'd mentioned in in, in the introduction, I don't think we paid any attention whatsoever to the way they were run, the food, you know, from that perspective, you know, the food that we, mm. we put on the, uh, you know, the, that we chose for the buffets, how we, how we talked to our sponsors about what they could um, sponsor, what they could put in a swag bag, all those things. We, we probably didn't ask the, the hotels what their green initiatives were. We just really, mm. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really being out there. It never really crossed my mind. And, you know, I, I guess I do my bit, you know, we recycle, we, I, I read all the stuff, I try and do my little bit. 
but then I, I feel this big guilt. You know, we ran these three, and certainly the third one was was a large, larger conference, and and did not pay attention to that. So, I love that you are bringing this to the front of mind with conference organisers. So you've created the Green VR Events Playbook, which I've been through. I'll make sure we, we get a copy of that, hopefully, if that's okay with you, Bob, on the show notes so people can download that and take a look. Because it's not just event organisers, is it? It's all about people attending events and and having ha- having the the idea of how green they are in mind when they go. But the playbook itself is directed at event organisers, what sort of response have you had so far? Well, we've got several events already on board, which is which is really great. Um, and I'd like to give a particular shout out to Damien Sheridan of the Book Direct Show and to Antonio Bertolotti from the Vacation Rental World Summit. They've both been really supportive. They've both got a sustainability page on their own event websites. And I'm working with them to help them model the behaviours of what conferences in our sector can do. So they are take, they've taken on board many of these initiatives already. And the idea would be that they are trialing them, they're working with them, and they're going to demonstrate to their peers in the community about what is actually possible. And that's crucial because we, obviously we need to see all the events and all the conferences get involved, but they need to see, those individual organisers need to see it working and playing out in other conferences as well. So we've got another a number of conferences on board and that's fantastic. Um, and I, I really tip my hat to those two individuals who are making a big effort because that's really crucial. And I think the other thing I would say when I'm talking to conference organisers about why they should get involved, other than the issues of that it's the right thing to do for the planet, I always remind them of about staying relevant as well, about the, the our movement, our organisations, our businesses are all moving in a green direction because that's the way the world is going. And also that's with the way industry is going and consumers are going and they're more and more looking for green stays, green travel. Mm-hmm. And and therefore that should be reflect, reflected in conferences too. So I think conferences can stay a lot more relevant, can be a lot more successful and keep their brand current and, and lively while they're thinking about green initiatives. And I think it also meets the expectations of delegates. So, so that's great. And it was lovely to hear, you know, that, that the book direct summit and the Vacation Rental World Summit are, are taking this on board. You know, I'm going to be in Miami for Damien's conference. I'm speaking there. So, you know, I will certainly play my part in, in talking this up prior to that event in October, you know, and trying to get the people who are, who are, who are listening to the podcast perhaps and going out to that show to at least be more conscious. And I think that, that's what it is, isn't it, Bob? It's all about consciousness raising. Yeah, absolutely. And and everybody is aware of this topic and, mm-hmm. and, and everybody, almost everybody is supportive of it. But I think in our everyday lives, we all get caught up with running our businesses, trying to be successful, understandably trying to put food on the table for our families and, and do the right thing. And often the sustainability piece just doesn't come to the top of the of the four as it should. And, and my role in a very simple way, I'm just one person, is trying to move some of that fog away from people when they don't know what to do, where to start, how to make the first move. I see my role, you know, it's just to help them and say, take this road rather than that road. And if I can help you do that, then that's great. 
Uh, and I think events and conferences have got such an amazing role to play because we've really, really missed those in-person events. Yeah. They're so fantastic for inspiring people, educating people, bringing people together. And we need to see that. We need to see that so much more. You know really well, Heather, don't you, how important the, the networking is in those conferences. And we really need to bring them back, but bring them back in a slightly more sustainable way if we possibly can. And the idea of this playbook is really to give them 25 steps that they can take, which will make their event much more sustainable. Simple, easy, low-cost steps that they can take and that nobody's going to object to, but they just need to turn their mind to it and say, okay, I'm going to take this year, I may be able to take five or six of these steps. You don't have to take them all. Just take a first few steps and get started. And I'm there to help you for free and encourage you and support you and publicize your sustainable events. And I'm hoping that people will go, yes, please. I'd like a little bit yeah. of that. Um, I, I went through the playbook. There's a couple of things that just jumped out at me that, that I thought, yes, this is, this is simple. This is simple to do, uh, certainly simple to approach. You know, one of them was the use of sing you know, single-use plastics and the use of, you know, plastic cups, plastic knives and forks and, and, and that sort of disposable item. And then the other one that came home a little bit more to me as, as, a, conf as, as a past conference organiser was something simple as a lanyard. I've got a drawer hmm. full of the plastic pouches that the that the you know your your conference identity goes in that you hang around your neck and that I'd never thought about that I'd never thought about the use of of plastic that and, and I throw those away and I, and I think and I do have one that came from and this is this is probably understandable there's a show that goes on in uh, Toronto every year called the Cottage Life show so it is about you know the countryside, and and it is about people getting out to the country and experiencing all that is in nature. And a few years ago, I went to the Cottage Life show, and they had this beautiful lanyard, which was a fabric one. And I've kept it for years. Every time I go back, I get this lanyard out. Great. <laughs> and and I think for all of us that go to conferences. How much better to have something that we can pull out every year, knowing perhaps that it's it it's not going to you know be different sponsors every time, but maybe there is a way around that to you know maybe to have the you know that that's where your organizer puts their logo on. Um, so so that was one thing because I, I thought about going to conferences and those stacks and stacks of um, of lanyards and um, ID. Uh, holders that are sitting there that could be so different. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of these things are just so simple. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording about swag bags and, and the things that, that they put in those swag bags that most of it ends up in the bin. And it's so what was the point of that? Surely it would make much more sense to give a, a considered, careful, thoughtful gift that you can keep and use and rather than something that you're just going to take home and go, oh, yeah, and then it goes in the bin. Because we have to remember everything has a carbon footprint. Everything we say, everything we do, every action we take, everything we consume has a carbon footprint. And that's the mindset that we want to encourage conference organisers to get into and thinking about how they can reduce their carbon footprint. So, so you're talking conference organisers. What about the sponsors? Because it's the sponsors that bring in, you know, and, and I've been to so many conferences and 
Yeah, it's, it's an attendee. You get your swag bag and there will always be pens and notebooks. Those are the things I will use. And then there are mm. the things that you think there's been no thought gone into this. You know, you go back to your room, you empty out your swag bag and you put half of the stuff, as you said, straight in the garbage can. Mm. What, what, mm. And I have no idea where that came from. I didn't really look at it to see if, if there was a, um, a logo on it. What a waste that is. It's a waste for the sponsors who are providing it. And, and it's certainly a waste in terms of, of landfill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was on a, a, a podcast yesterday um, and I was talking to these uh, conference organisers and, and they, they were sustainability conference organisers. So I'm, I'm into that network to try and learn from them because I'm not, I'm not an event organiser. I'm not professional in this area. Uh, my area is about, about the, the environment. And what they were saying, was, which I thought was really pertinent and useful, was to say, you know, the conferences that are trying to be greener, talk about that, publicise it, don't be shy about it, so that when the delegates and the sponsors are coming to these events, they're already coming in the knowledge and the expectation that it's going to be a greener event, it's going to be a more sustainable event, and it switches, hopefully, their mindset about what they expect. And they don't expect a swag bag filled with stuff that you're just going to throw in the garbage and that the sponsors will be more considerate about what they bring and what they give away. And one of the actions in the playbook is about uh, exhibitions and sponsors. And it's hopefully encouraging conference organisers to talk to sponsors about what they can do differently and the role that they can play. And of course, we have a number of, um, on the uh, on the website, um, I've collected a number of, of quotations from key individuals in the movement because they have a voice that's much bigger than mine and I wanted to to galvanize and garner those those names and those quotes because people will listen to those people a lot more than they would listen to me and a number of those are conference uh, sponsors as well and they're all saying to me of course we would like to see conferences greener and certainly I think one of my intentions and it's it's not it's not uh, there's no secret in this that you know, I'm going to be approaching all the sponsors and talking to them about what they would like to see in conferences because mm. then the conferences will start to listen because the sponsors are the people with the money. And if the sponsors are saying, of course, we'd like to see a greener conference, well, who isn't? Then I think that's one of the ways that we can encourage gently and supportively for organisers to be more green. And I would like to say at this point, you know, this is not about a, a blame or a shame. This is not a blacklisting of events or conferences. My role is to help people see that there is another way and to encourage them and support them. Um, and that's got to be done in a very polite and careful way and understand that we might need some time to do that because people have got other things on their agenda. So that, that's my role. Um, I just want to go back to the swag bag because um, VR, uh, the VRM um, Intel Women's Conference, and I, this is a shout out to Onores. Onores gave everybody a ceramic mug. Now, those don't come cheaply. They do not come cheaply. However, I use my Onores mug every day. I'm on a podcast that has over a million downloads and I'm talking about Onores because they included that in that swag bag. It probably cost them 10 times as much as something else that I threw away. You know, a lot of the things I threw away from that swag bag. But that decision that they made to spend a little bit more on something that was going to be of practical use to people, 
They would take it home with them. I, you know, I do if so many Zoom meetings I go to, I am drinking out of this mug and as I lift it up, they see Onares. So mm. that's, you know, that, that to me is a sustainable way of doing this. It may cost more money at the beginning, but they're reaping the benefits way, way beyond that conference. And I think that's, that's something to think about. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to give that shout out to Onares for making Absolutely. such a great decision and giving me my favourite mug. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, kudos to them because it worked, didn't it? And it, it it's kept their name forefront in your mind. Absolutely. And yeah, you never know who's going to be sitting there talking to somebody influential um, and drinking out of that that mug. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, a very clever idea. It was. It was very clever. In the playbook, there's a few things that I I need you to explain to me because sure. because I hear them all the time. Everybody hears them all the time, and I just want you know I just want an explanation such as what we hear all the time about carbon offset. Can you explain what that actually means? Sure. So every event, every activity produces carbon. Whatever we do, we produce carbon. You can measure that carbon impact. So a conference can go through a tool, an online tool, and determine what the carbon they have um, expended in developing and in putting on that conference. So the food, the transport, the, the, the event, um, everything, even the website. And you'll come out with a, uh, a number in kilos or in pounds of the amount of carbon you've put into the atmosphere as a result of that event. Carbon offsetting, uh, and it applies not just to events, but to businesses and to people. We, we use it in our business at Casal de Fiki. You can offset that carbon, which basically means that you can support uh, an activity, which traditionally they're it's a tree planting activity, but it could be other things as well. Um, and if you do that at the right amount based on what the measurements are, you can offset that carbon. So a tree, let's say one tree, will, when it grows and matures, will absorb carbon and give out oxygen, as we all know, remember from school and biology lessons. It's absorbing that oxygen it's sequestrating that oxygen, uh, that carbon out of the atmosphere and giving out oxygen. So if you plant enough trees, you can, in theory, um, offset that carbon. Now, that in principle works, uh, and I would encourage people to do it. And I would encourage people to use our partner of choice, which is Ecology, which are a great gold standard organization. Um, perhaps we can put a link in the show notes to Ecology because they are really superb. Um, And I would encourage events and and businesses to do carbon offsetting, but there is a but there. It is not. It is not a fix-all. It's offsetting your carbon. If you can reduce your carbon, that's even better. Because, of course, we don't want to carry on living the lives that we're living and doing the things we're doing. And, mm-hmm. and putting out all this carbon into the atmosphere, we also need to reduce our carbon. So ent- until you can reduce, offset, but then start to reduce, and what you can't reduce for whatever reason, offset. So carbon offsetting is one of the tools in the toolbox for making yourself more sustainable. But it has limitations, but I would encourage people to do it until they can think about some of the other steps further down the line. You also mention greenwashing. And I was really interested yes. in that. Could could you explain what you, you meant by greenwashing? Yeah. So now if you go to most big businesses, almost any big business you can think of in any industry, you'll find a page on the website site about what they're doing to be more sustainable. Some of them are very genuine and heartfelt and, and measurable. Those are words that don't 
actually, when you analyze it, mean a great deal. So greenwashing is essentially actually pretending to be doing something that you're not really doing. You're trying to give the impression of being sustainable, being greener, when actually there isn't much substance behind that. And I always warn people about that, and as I do in the playbook, because not only is that the wrong thing to do, it's actually going to harm your business. Because when people realize you're greenwashing, then you're untrustworthy and people gonna it's going to lower your, your brand and people are going to think less of it. I would also say the opposite of greenwashing is green hushing, which is a new, a new concept, green hushing. And this is an organization, and they are out there who are doing amazing things for the environment, and they're not talking about it. They're, they're keeping it hushed down. And that is crazy because if you are doing some great things in the envir- environment, then shout about it, be mm-hmm. proud about it, talk about it, because your customers, your clients, your stakeholders will be impressed. So don't greenwash, but don't green hush either. You know, <laughs> find the balance and, and get it right. <laughs> So going away from conference organisers a minute, and let's go to conference attendees, because as you said, we all want to get back to the face-to-face stuff. We want to travel again. And and I think uh, I think this year is going to, I and mean, there's a lot of conferences out there. I think there's a lot of people heading to them. I spoke to someone the, the other day, um, uh, one of the suppliers, who said that he'd got 13 conferences on his schedule wow. over the next six months. So... We all have to play our part as attendees. What can attendees do as well? Now, yesterday, I because I did look up. What did we just talk about? I looked up what a carbon offset was. So I, I, and 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 I did my a calculation for my trip on next Monday to a meeting in Toronto, and I'm flying from Pensacola through Charlotte to Toronto, going to a meeting mm. on Wednesday. And then coming back Friday. And and that was sort of scary as to what Indeed. that carbon footprint was just to go to a meeting. Now, my granddaughter's birthday is on Thursday. So I am going home to be with her for a birthday, which I haven't been for, for several years. So so to me, that probably offset that a little bit. But I'm thinking, well, what can I do to make up for the fact that I have, I'm putting, I'm personally putting that carbon in the atmosphere. Sure. Uh, and, and of course, we, we, all, we all have that dilemma, don't we? And we all have those, those issues that we have to face from time to time. And you're absolutely right. There are lots of great calculators out there to actually find out what uh, the carbon is. And actually, Google are doing some great stuff now, and, and they're labelling all their, all their flights so you can see what the actual carbon is per flight. And that's a, that's a great way um, of looking at what your carbon would be. They're doing it for hotels as well. Of course, if it hadn't been for your granddaughter's uh, uh, party, maybe you would have done that meeting virtually. I don't know if that would have been possible. Obviously, it's an obvious point. If you'd done it virtually, then obviously the carbon footprint would be fractional compared to the flying. That isn't the case. I guess the issue then is about thinking about other aspects of your own life or your business life that you can do. So one of the one of the uh, steps in the event playbook is to actually commit to joining an organisation and laying out a plan about what you're going to do about your holistic uh, carbon footprint, not your individual daily activities. So joining an organisation like Tourism Declares and the Glasgow Declaration is where you set out that, yeah, you're putting your hand up, you're saying, I acknowledge there's a climate emergency, I'm going to do something about it, 
And over the next 12 months, I'm going to put a plan together what that's going to mean. So it might mean if you're thinking about flights, as I do, I'm going to say, well, I'm not going to take more than two flights a year that are not connected to my business and are not crucial to what I'm going to do. So, for instance, I'm also speaking at the at Damien's Scale Rentals uh, Conference in Barcelona uh, in uh, May. And rather than taking a flight, I'm taking a ferry. It still has a carbon footprint, but it has a lower carbon footprint. So that's mm. going to be my route to get there. Um, so that obviously, you can adapt different things in your own life, depending upon your circumstances. Uh, so for instance, I always say, I wrote a 10-stage plan for hosts and vacation rental managers. Perhaps we can put a note in the show notes to this. It's on Matt Landau's website, uh, but it's public. And it talks about the 10 things that a vacation rental manager or host or any business or individual can do to reduce their carbon footprint. You know, and it might be things like, are you you hosting your website on a green hosting service? So it's running on green energy rather than on, on carbon. Have you moved over your your energy tariff for your home or your business to a green energy tariff. It's as quick as phoning up the company and saying, can I be put on a green energy tariff, please? Yes, you can. Thank you very much. Put the phone down or the, the, the email down or whatever it might be. There are lots of steps that we can all take, uh, some easier than others. But if you can't take one step, in this case, the flight that you need to take, and then think about some other steps that you can take in your business or in your life, that, that can that can make a difference. And, and one of the stages is measuring your carbon footprint as you did with that flight, having that information, and then you can make a, a critical decision about why you're going to take that flight, why it's important, and what you can then do as a result of that. And of course, you can always offset that carbon. So if you do nothing else, you know, join Ecology or one of the other platforms mm. and offset your carbon. And then uh, you obviously have made a difference and and can fly with a a slightly clearer conscience. So so on that note, you know, just just talking to you know the wider audience of conference attendees, what you know, I, certainly with the advice you've given me is very relevant. Is there anything else that you would advise them that they can do as they span out over the uh, over the world this year to to head to networking events? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, think, obviously, you're thinking about the flying, thinking about the transportation, think about where you're going to stay. (laughs) That is really crucial. Um, If if it's not being stayed in a a central place where everybody's in together, then find uh, an accommodation provider that's already making some sustainable steps. There are lots of OTAs that, that focus on sustainable accommodation. So contact your provider and say, can you tell me what you're doing to be sustainable? And if they are not making some steps and they're not taking some action, then choose another provider. You have the power of your money. Use it wisely in terms of where you go, where you stay, and, and think about those things because that's what makes a difference. Your purchasing power is really crucial. And I, I may have said on a previous podcast, I, I've said it all the time, we all have the power to make decisions how to reuse our money. So what we do in our business, and I encourage other people to do the same, you have two providers providing a product or a service. They're equally as good, they're the equal price, but company B is doing something really great for the environment. They're giving back to society. They're supporting a community. Why would you not choose B over A who are doing nothing? 
So think about how you spend your money and spend it wisely and spend it with a company whose idea of supporting the community and the planet and society align with your own. And, and that is another way of using your money wisely and making a difference. So all these things add up to create a, a holistic approach, I think. So, so looking at accommodation and looking to see if it's sustainable, what would you look for? Well, you might first look for an accreditation. There are a whole number of accreditation schemes. So they might have a badge on there that, that, that would say that it's sustainable. So, for instance, Booking.com have just introduced that badging now across their, their websites, but lots of others do. So you'd, you would look for that badge. You would also look for possibly a dedicated page on their website about sustainability. So if you go to our page, obviously, at Casal de Piqui, you'll see a number of pages about sustainability, about what we're doing, and you'll see 30-odd initiatives that we have done to make our guests uh, stay in a more sustainable property. You might see that they've won some awards about their sustainability. They might have received some press coverage about the sustainability. They might have a digital guide. Uh, we use Touch Day. And Touch Day have got an amazing quality guide where there's an actual area about the sustainability, about the environment, and about giving back. So when you see their guide, which often you can see before you've you've committed to staying, look to see what they've written about sustainability, what they've talked about, about their ethics, about their morals, about their, their place in society. And isn't it great to give your money to an organisation or a person who you feel confident in, who have the same idea about the world as you do. And for me, it gives me a buzz to stay with somebody who has those same ideas and I can support them because they're doing the right thing. And it's that positive feedback, which I think is is really important. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that you mentioned Touch Day. Touch Day, as you know, is pretty dear to my heart. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it's interesting. We, we got rid of... Um, of all the paper guidebooks, paper welcome books uh, several years ago in favour of a digital guide. And that's easy. It's just an easy thing to do. It's not expensive. And yeah, I I wonder why, you know, more people should be doing this. And I think as, as we go on, you know, that those, those paper guides that end up getting just thrown, thrown away and and, more paper being used each year are going to disappear before too long yeah i I, I hope absolutely yeah absolutely yeah we're definitely on that track what else would you like to uh, to tell us about uh, you know anything green vr events or (laughs) or anything that might impact homeowners or property managers yeah i think i think certainly for property managers uh, and hosts it's really about taking the first step i think as we touched on earlier, society is changing. People are much more aware of the climate emergency. And I realise, I understand it's a heavy subject. I know it's something that people can be confused about. But most people now understand that we are living in that world and it's only going to get worse. And I think one thing that, uh, if, if I could be personal for a moment, I don't have children. I don't have grandchildren. I'm not going to be around and none of my family are going to be around when the worst of this comes to pass. And even if we can keep, I know this is a heavy subject, but even if we can keep emissions down and they're currently still rising, we're already seeing the impact of global warming. And I always imagine that if I were to have had children or grandchildren, my grandchild might be saying to me in, in 30 years time, oh, Bob, what were you doing about this when all this was kicking off? 
earlier on in this century. And what, what did you say about it and what action did you take? And how I would feel if I had done nothing and said nothing. So I feel a responsibility and, and, and I hope other people do. And that's not to be too heavy and down about this, but each, if each of us can take a few small steps, that adds up to a huge amount of change within our industry. And surely we all have a responsibility to future generations and, and to the planet. Uh, and so I would encourage people to, to think about just one or two simple steps they can take. Contact me on, on LinkedIn. Contact me via the website. I'll happily give advice and support for free. Look at the guides that I've written. Look at the show notes and think about the things that you could do. Whether you're an event organizer, whether you're a host or a vacation rental manager, or just an individual in your home who wants to make some small changes. They are so, so easy. They cost nothing. And one other thing I would say, and I say this all the time, you know, sustainability is a little bit like a drug. You get obsessed with it. You know, I started out knowing nothing 15, 16 years ago. I took some simple steps. I made a few changes in my business. And then it's like a, a, a virtuous circle. You get some lovely feedback from the guest. You get a great review. You get a good referral. You get the guest coming back and back again. You get a press article. You win an award. It's all small things that happen. You go, oh, yeah, this is good. I'll do some more of this. It works. And I really try and encourage people to think of integrating sustainability right into their business. You know, it's a bit like for the English people listening who will understand this, it's like a stick of Blackpool Rock. You should have sustainability running all the way through it because that's at every touch point in your organisation. If, if you've got sustainability, people will appreciate it and they will support it. Nobody is ever going to criticise you for being sustainable. They may criticise you for not being sustainable enough, but nobody's going to turn around to you as a customer or a client or a stakeholder and say, oh, you're just too sustainable. That doesn't work for us. That is never, ever going to happen. So it, it, it's a win-win from my point of view, and I'd, I'd love to see more people get involved. Well, you've inspired me for sure. And just while we've been been talking, you know, an idea has come to my mind. And as a property manager myself, I go out and and I speak to new owners weekly. There's a lot of new owners coming on board and every property manager out there has this goal of bringing in new owners. And I, and I realise that when I go and evaluate a property, I look at safety. I make sure they've got a fire extinguisher and they've got CO monitors and that the, you know, it, I'll go out on the deck and make sure that that that, that the nails and the screws are, are all in place and nobody's going to trip over them. But I really have not been paying a huge amount of attention to how sustainable that property is, and that is a conversation I'd like to have with you separately, Bob, to talk about yeah. that. To say, you know, what can I add as a property manager to my new home evaluations? To yeah. To encourage Absolutely. new homes to come in, and and then and we we don't have a sustainability page on our website, and I think that you've inspired me to to look at that. So you're going to be hearing more from me after this conversation. <laughs> I'm probably going to be the first one that's contacting you and saying, you know, how do I go about this? Because yeah, you know, I've got to walk the talk here. Yeah, and and, and that would be great, and I really look forward to helping you, Heather. And it isn't complicated. I think, you know, in my conversations with people, I speak every day about this. People are just confused and don't know where to start. So inertia yeah. sits in and they do nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And so take some simple steps and I'll, I'll help you, you know, through that process. And then you're showing leadership to the people around you and to your stakeholders. And then you can have those honest conversations, those polite, honest conversations, encouraging your uh, property managers, your, your hosts to take some steps as well. Um, and, and that's great. And, um, you know, and if I could also say, you know, if you wouldn't mind, Heather, if you would give me a statement about sustainability and events, and I can put that on my website because you're one of the leaders in, in our uh, industry. And people listen to you. So it would be great to have that quote from you, if you don't mind. I, I will absolutely do that. You know, I'm, I will say how, how inspiring this all is. And and this could, you know, make, make a, a distinct change in the way I operate my business. So, yes, you'll get mm. that from me. So we will we will be we'll be in touch shortly. Hey, Bob, it's been absolute an absolute pleasure to uh, to talk to you. And and I hope we get to to meet face to face again in some sometime in the future. You know, I'll have to get across to Europe sometime. But God, I've got to think about my my carbon footprint. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you do. Yeah, but of course, what you can do is when you get to one of these conferences, you can talk about sustainability, and therefore you've negated some of that carbon because you're influencing and. Affecting so many other people, and I would just say, finally, if I may, you know, to your to your listeners, obviously, if you are thinking of going to a conference this year, and I really do hope you do, and I encourage you to go because they're such wonderful events. Do politely and respectfully write to, to the organizer and ask them what they're doing about sustainability, and just say, well, okay, I understand that there is an activity, an initiative to encourage you to be sustainable and send them the link to this podcast or send them the link to my website and uh, and, and just start that conversation with them. And that would be wonderful. That's a, a great thing that every individual could do who's going to a conference in 2022. That is a great message to wrap up on, Bob. So so thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And I, I, I will look forward to uh, to discussing these issues in the very near future. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Bob Garner, for sparing the time to share your thoughts on going green and being more sustainable. And, you know, I wasn't just saying that I was inspired to do something for owners. I really was inspired during that conversation, because it just got me thinking, you know, about owners and I go out and see all these properties and we look at all these things and I, and I don't think I look for how sustainable the properties are, but because I actually don't know what to look for. So I will be having this conversation with Bob and, and hopefully I can, you know, we, we, we can create a new policy document for our company that, that covers um, sustainability and get that out to our new owners. I'm sort of quite excited about that. Well, it's uh, it's onwards and upwards for me. I'm uh, as you listen to this, I'll actually be back in Ontario at a meeting. <laughs> as I said to uh, to Bob, uh, it was important that I get back and have this face to face meeting. But I think you know, it's not quite a carbon offset to go to my granddaughter's birthday party. But it was, you know, it was a great excuse to get back and uh, and go there. But I will think about ways of offsetting the carbon I'm putting into the atmosphere with that uh, with that trip. And you know, you go to the airport and you see the gazillion of people getting on airplanes and going places. And and yeah, I, I my my eyes are being opened here. And it was interesting that 
Bob talked about it was a bit like a drug. You get obsessed with it. Certainly, I'm not quite obsessed, but I'm thinking about it more now, and I hope that you are too. So thank you so much for, for, for listening. It's always, you know, always such a huge pleasure to know that while I'm sitting here in my RV talking to this microphone, that the result of this will be in your ears, whether you're in the car or on an aeroplane or or hiking or doing something else or, or doing doing a changeover. So as ever, I always thank you for listening. And uh of course, be with you again next week and uh, look forward to hearing from you if you've got any comments to make on this episode. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.